0: Welcome to TA1, everything you wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, and happy new year to everybody. should be getting things back to a little bit normal now that the holidays are over. This week we have double your pleasure, double your fun. As Elizabeth and uh, Bern Dornan, Dorn, Dornum. I knew I would get it wrong and then right. Um, both raced at XPD World Championships and did quite well. Uh, relatively speaking, but you'll hear all about that during the episode. Not a lot going on yet. Um, Got a lot of interviews, been talking to a lot of people. So um, we will have a few more XPD World Championship episodes coming up. And then a few different things, maybe not quite all totally adventure racing but uh, they should be interesting. I'm uh, still looking for a way to get to God's Own. I don't know how it's gonna happen got a little time yet and you know Expedition Africa, Raid Galacia. do you know we're going to Cowboy Tough? Um, so hey you got any pull with any of those people any of those wonderful race directors I should say Go ahead and uh, let me know. Um, also, if you know of like long days, races, lots of time on your feet, Paulette's looking for a race for this summer. Uh, Trans Pyrenees will not be coming back until next year, so we uh, need to find her something because she really likes the training for it. So if anybody knows out there anything like, you know, four or five hundred K nonstop, you know, something easy like that, uh, let me know and uh, we'll send her there and keep her out of trouble. So that should be about it. Um, I don't think I'm going to take the dog out tonight when we get done here because it's getting late and it's like zero degrees out. Um, although I did come home and there's all these huge fires around us. They had a bunch of slash piles from clearing the forest in the last few years and they lit them all off tonight. Kind of spectacular. So did go out get some pictures of fire because I am a fire bug. Um, that's it. Go fast. Take chances. Stay warm. And I know, go to iTunes and... Give me a like on the review. I don't think anybody's done that in like two years, so um it you know, it takes like eighteen seconds. Well, thanks for listening and enjoy doubling your fun. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh a little addendum to my introduction, but um this one we had some audio problems. I don't know Skype wasn't working all that good, or messenger, whatever we use, but um, so there's a few glitches, but it gets better the farther in you get, and I think I cut most of the bad stuff out. so it's all good all right, thanks. Yeah. not that I don't not that I don't want to see you guys, <laughs> but maybe you don't want to see me. So you mean,
1: doing, you know, spending the last hour doing our hair and makeup has been useless?
0: Oh, I should have told you before. Well, take a screenshot and send it. <laughs> so.
1: I think by doing our hair and makeup, we have out running, getting hot and sweaty. So does
0: that count? That counts very good. I'm uh, glad you guys are because we are really cold here and snowy. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to... Uh, Live vicariously through you guys today. So.
1: Well, we are in summer, but it's not. It's still Melbourne, and it's not quite hot yet. No, oh, well, super hot, but it's getting definitely not snowing, so we probably shouldn't complain.
0: No, it is um, 23 below Celsius here. so oh. Yeah. So you feel better now, That's don't cold. you? Yeah. <laughs> so. I feel actually really warm. Say that again. I now feel really warm. Yeah. See, my job is my job is to make f- people feel happy, and it worked good for you. Um, so, why don't you guys introduce yourselves so we know who each of you are when we're listening? So, go ahead.
1: Sure. Um, so, I'm Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and I guess I am a um, long-term athlete who hung around with the wrong people and found triathlon, and then hung around with the wrong people again and found adventure racing, and that has brought me to, to doing the, my first uh, expedition-length race at the World Champs, uh, what are we now, probably over a month ago. Um, yeah, that's who I am. Okay. And I'm Bern, or Bernadette, and her sister, and probably similar story. Yeah. So. Although the world champs is my second
0: expedition race. Oh, so you're the experienced one.
1: Definitely. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. And before we get too far, just want to say I'm probably going to make some stupid twin jokes and/or ask stupid questions. Is that okay?
1: We were pretty much expecting that, and um, that we probably haven't heard them before. So uh, go right yeah. ahead. I, we, we haven't heard them today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, okay. Well. Is that kind of a pain sometimes? Do you get tired of it?
1: Um, Well, I suppose we've never known any different. So uh, people always ask us or me what what it's like to be a twin, and I always come back and say, well, what's it like not to be a twin? Mm -hmm. So um, in some ways, yeah, it's pretty – it's very cool having – someone very similar who enjoys a lot of the same things, and we get on for the most part pretty well together, which is good. So it's a lot of fun. Um, sometimes it would be nice to be, uh, you know, to make, maybe to, to think about being not a twin, mm-hmm. but um, like I said, I've never known any different, but it's just normal for me. I guess I guess you both realise it's pretty special.
0: Third time's a charm? Hopefully. <laughs> so, I'm I'm wondering if it's not on my end because sometimes when it's cold things screw up. Um, let's let's we'll move on from the twin thing for a while because that's who you are, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know I'm I'm an only only kid. Paulette's had brothers and sisters, and it's 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 the same thing. You don't know how other people grew up. So. Oh,
1: you've either got a very bad.
0: Or very good <laughs> Are you, I lost you again.
1: Well, oh, try again. We've got you now, I think.
0: okay if we we all hold our tongues just right, it'll work <laughs> every once in a while. That's the way it goes with the podcast. but um so did you guys how did you guys get started?
1: Our very first Yeah, we our very first um, multi-sport was a race in Melbourne called the Marysville to Melbourne, which was a kayaking race. It had um, flat river kayak at the end, a trail run, and some road riding. And so that mm-hmm. suited us because we have got a bit of a background of doing lots of kayaking from uh, yeah from sort of university age onwards. We did a lot of flat river kayaking very socially. Sort of quite socially, yeah. But um and yeah, obviously just try running we were decent runners and had done a few hundred K um events in a team. So all the whole team would do the whole hundred Ks. And um yeah, we'd been doing a bit of riding through triathlon so that race sort of suited us. Um and we we did very well in that event and then um there's a lot of the people in that event weren't the standard triathlon group because most triathletes can't paddle. Most of the exactly. group that was doing those races were more the adventure sort of um, races. And as you do in when you finish an event like that, you get talking to the people around, and and they sort of talk about other events that they've done, and and that kind of interests us. So we we had a bit of a go, and uh, I think maybe even that year we we started doing a little bit of. Um, ocean or ocean kayaking or sea kayaking um, with yeah. Peak Adventure, so Jared Cola and and his mob um, in preparation for an individual adventure race that was coming up, and and yeah, we're, we're sort of a bit hooked. So I guess we're sort of crossover athletes, and and still are. We still like to do triathlons when we can fit them in, and we still like to do lots of adventure races when we fit them in. So um, yeah, that's how we sort of got started, I think, and. You hang around with the wrong, the right sort of people for long enough, and you'll get hooked into an expedition length race um, and yeah, the longer events have kind of suited us better i think the the harder a race is the, and the longer it goes for the the better we seem to do so that's how we got we got started yeah, I think I can yeah. remember probably early on in our in paddling down at Sandridge with Jared um, he'd come back from a race or a few races over in China. And I remember sort of being in the out on the ocean on the on the bay, and listening to his stories about you know the diff- a few different races he'd done over there. And I remember saying to Elizabeth, when we got home after that session, like, oh, how cool was that? If we hang out with these guys, maybe you know we'd be doing some of those events. They sound like a lot of fun. And then I think you fast forward to a year later, and we've both raced with him over in China and are doing a multitude of. Crazy and wonderful events, so yeah, we never both of us um, never really like to back down from a challenge, and the crazier um, the event sounds, the more it sounds like a challenge and a good thing to do, although I do specifically remember following dot watching God probably only a, two years ago and uh, both in our in the lounge room and going, gosh, that event just sounds super crazy and super cold. Yeah, I think we'll never do that event. And then fast forward to one year later, and I'm not watching Bernadette doing the very same event. So, um, yeah, I think one way to get us, and our friends probably know this, one way to get us to do something is to tell us we can't do it or to offer us food to do it. So that's yeah. probably what happens.
0: It is. Well, but I want to touch on something you just kind of glossed over. Because you're talking about, um, like, casually doing 100K runs. So, yeah. So, obviously, this has been uh, the way you guys have been, like, your whole life. Have you?
1: Well, did, I mean – Did you give your mother 100K, and father
0: gray hairs?
1: <laughs> the first 100K run that we did as a team, I guess we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into. And we were in an all-female team, so four of us from from our work, from the hospital that we both worked at. And um, we'd done a few training walks as a team together and and it was called, yeah, the Oxfam 100k trail walker. And so we, yeah, we're all a bit competitive, I guess. So we're standing on the start line and um, sort of pushed our way a a little bit towards the front and the gun goes off and everybody around us started running. So we started running and then, you know, 9k into it. Do you think this is a good idea that we're running when – We've only really changed to walk, and we get through the first checkpoint and our lovely support crew is expecting us to be walking in, has set up chairs and picnic rugs and everything, and, and we've pretty much spent two seconds there because as we've come into the checkpoint, it's sort of said out loud now. stop we'll keep going. And so we kind of got into it accidentally and, and managed to, we won, yeah, we did win that that year. As a first female <laughs> team, so we got into it really accidentally, and I guess uh, base fitness and competitive spirits got got our whole team through that that event, um, mm-hmm. and and then we've sort of done a few more of those things with better training tactics of doing some running rather than just walking, and that seemed to have served us better.
0: Well, yeah, training, even though training is overrated, sometimes you should do a little, but of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, what I was going to ask is are, were you guys troublemakers for your parents when you were growing up? Cuz you, you you guys have something, I'm not sure what it is yet, but there's something about the two of you that spells trouble.
1: Yeah, that sounds sounds about right. I don't know if we got up to too much trouble. I think we often don't have to Make trouble to cause trouble, a bit of mischief anyway. Just having two of us, I think that's a twin, uh, the beauty of being twins, that you can cause a bit of mischief even without trying to, in terms of confusing a lot of people. Um, -hmm. but certainly, I think, I think my parents kept us very active when we were younger, so that probably, we didn't have time to get into trouble because we were always going from one sport to another, whether it be netball or athletics or, Tennis or tennis baseball. Or baseball or, touch rugby. Or, yeah, so we were quite active. So um, maybe in yeah. hindsight they were doing that to. to um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. That,
0: yeah. Um, okay, Here's here's a twin question. Do you guys ever swap places on teams? One of you substitute for the other.
1: Uh- in a couple of mates have mistaken us. So in one uh, one Geoquest, there was a leg where uh, two we were both pressing in separate. You're, you split into pairs, and one pair did one thing, and one pair did the other. And then there was sort of a, a rendezvous point, and so I think I'd got to the rendezvous point and was waiting there for my other half or our other pair, and then Burns other pair came back before she had come back and so they looked at me quickly as you do when you're sort of racing and thought, all right we're here let's go not realizing that it wasn't burn it was me so that was a yeah. few laughs for a few people and same thing you know uh, I think going up one hill in the middle um, of the night yeah and one of Ben's teammates Josh he he looked across at me and um, it was, yeah, asking how I was and all that sort of stuff and then realised that I wasn't Bern, so sort of eased back a little bit on asking how I was. Even though I was wearing full Peak Adventure blue and orange kit and Bern was in full Adventure Junkie black and green kit, so we thought it was quite obvious, but obviously not in the middle of the night. In the middle of an adventure race, it wasn't so obvious. Yeah, and I've had nearly had one of your teammates come back to... Carry my bike up a hiker bike section, thinking that it was it was you, but yeah, being mistaken as I was walking next to one of her teammates, you know, because our teams had happened to be together a bit. So mm-hmm. we've certainly managed to confuse quite a few, and we've oops,
0: are you there? Confusing or entertaining?
1: And I and yeah. that when you're racing with a helmet on and with sunglasses on, it is, we do look somewhat similar. So it is fairly difficult.
0: Yeah. Well, when you're racing, everybody looks alike. So it's kind of, you know?
1: yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, girls, it doesn't make a difference after a few days in some mud and some sweat and a bit of sleep. Everyone looks like whoever.
0: Yes. Yes. It's like when you meet somebody in, the uh, in real life, it's like, and who are you? Oh, we raced together for 10 days. <laughs> yeah, but, absolutely. So, yeah. So, so you guys raced in China. That's kind of a different, it's certainly different than expedition racing. Um, do you like which is better expedition or going hard and fast in China?
1: Oh, I have the trouble of which is better, certainly um, I enjoy a bit of everything, and I enjoy you know a new challenge and something that's you know going different places. so mm-hmm. I think the China races were probably good for us sort of early on or start when we started because it was a bit you know the faster, shorter stuff was a bit more what've been used to um and the whereas you know I hadn't, uh, until this year we hadn't done an expedition race and i think um yeah that was very very scary my you know having done a doing a first expedition race was quite scary to start with um just the you know the amount of time on your feet and the lack of sleep um which you probably you know china race you go fast but um, at least you get a bit of sleep, um, and I suppose it's a bit like everything. Like if you ask me, in the the first China race I did was four days, so you know you're backing up day after day, and by the third day when you're struggling to get off the bus to get to the start line and thinking how hey, you're going to get through that day, you're wishing maybe that it was a expedition race or maybe that it was a hundred meter sprint that you were good at and it was over. But um, yeah, when when the gun goes or when you Get going and gain that excitement and the exhilaration of, it, of any race that you're doing um, is pretty it's pretty good. So I don't know which one I like best. I certainly, um, as I said, I think throughout our careers, or well, we've had trouble of saying no to any challenge. So we'd do a bit of everything. And and if yeah. you think about Jim's race at the World Champs this year, when that last leg came down to a sprint, you know, who would have thought that yeah. in an expedition? Length race, the most important thing yeah. for her team would have been how fast they can sprint. It's you know they do cross over; the skills do cross over, I think.
2: Yeah.
1: And the ability to back up from one day to the next in the China race certainly helps you in an expedition length race. And and we've been lucky in the teams we've raced with that we've raced with quite experienced people. So we've been the inexperienced one, I guess. And and have been able to learn very quickly from,
0: from our teammates. That, that, that's interesting. So um, I want to get back to comparing them a little bit, but where do you guys think you are on the scale of knowing what adventure racing is all about? I mean, you're not rookies, but you're not Seagate. Um, <laughs> so where, where do you think you fall on that scale? I mean, how I mean, how much do you think you know and how much do you think you still have to learn? I think everyone's still got a lot to learn. Like you
1: can, you're always learning. So I think you're never going to mm-hmm. stop learning. Um, and I think we've learned a lot quickly. And um, certainly from when we started, because we've have been, as Elizabeth said, been really lucky to race with a lot of really experienced races. Um, so you'll, you know, you're not making rookie errors because they've already made them and learnt from them and don't let you make them. So um, I think we've picked up things quickly and have learnt well as we've gone. Um, But having said that, you know, having experience and getting races under your belt, there's nothing that um, beats that. So, you know, Mm. while we've done one and two expedition races, that's still relatively, um, you've got a lot to learn. But, um, you know, I feel oh. pretty confident doing a bit of yeah. doing whatever. Yeah, I would put a somewhere in the middle, I
0: guess. Yeah. Okay.
1: Easy answer.
0: Yeah. Was there something that either one of you brought to your first adventure race and the team looked at you like, oh, what are you bringing that for?
1: Um, I don't think. Well, they wouldn't let me bring my hairdryer, obviously.
0: Oh, well, geez. They don't understand, do they?
1: <laughs> um, I, we asked, I asked a lot of questions beforehand. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, Sam in my team, for example, he's quite good with equipment and packing. And so there was a few emails and phone calls before the event. And, and you know, we we train with a uh especially kayaking with a lot of other people who've done a lot of expedition races. And one thing yeah. that you always talk about is the races that you've done and, and what went well and what didn't go well and what food did you eat and what food did you like. And and um, even, you know, from the 24 and 48-hour races that we've done, food and what's, what equipment works and what equipment doesn't. So um, I guess that, that sort of helped us a bit as well. Yeah. So you yeah, guys are always almost... so
0: Go ahead. Although,
1: you know, the 24 and 48-hour races, so that, um, you know, you don't pack. The, the packing takes as much time for those races as it does for an expedition race. Just I about. mean, I, I remember when I thought packing for a sprint or athlon, that was hard and that took a long time. And, and now you're <laughs> packing
0: for an expedition race in it. new. Yeah. Yep. So – um you're talking about basically it takes as long to pack for an expedition races or a sprint race as an expedition race. So you guys are kind of not really rookies. I mean, you are, but you've had a, you've been exposed to the sport for a long time. Yeah. So yep. Did you, I mean, did you feel, um, did you feel out of place your first expedition race or did, I mean, was it okay? Cause you're with your friends and your teammates and, and you're not that overwhelming. Well, it,
1: yeah, it wasn't too overwhelming. I guess the thing that felt different for me was, you know, the first time we planned to have um, an hour or two hours sleep on the side of the course, and that that felt weird because in all the other races that I've done, we never planned to sleep, mm-hmm. and we might have had a, a five minute power nap, but we never planned to. So the the first time in this race. When we got out our bivvy bags and slept, you know, set our alarm on the side of um, the bike course and tried to get a couple of hours. That felt a bit weird in a race, but um, yeah, you're so tired, but (laughs) you're you're sort of welcome and and look forward to it as well. So um, yeah, that was good. But otherwise, I guess it's sort of a bit like keeping on doing a a 48 hour race that that never ends. Mm -hmm. So going and And I thought there would be more moments during the race where I wasn't having so much fun, but in retrospect, it was fun. But I actually enjoyed, um, yeah, 99% of the race. So uh, that was probably a credit to um, my teammates, but also a credit to the race organisers for keeping it interesting. And none of the legs were so ridiculously long that you were ready to swear off mountain biking for forever. Or swear off trekking or kayaking for forever. So, yeah, that was that was quite good.
2: Yeah.
1: Whereas I think I I definitely felt like a rookie maybe before God's Own um, and just we were talking about packing. I think I packed for about two months. I had gear out on a on a spare bed that just I kept adding to and taking and adding and speaking to someone else and buying more gear and having gear arrive and just trying you know borrowing equipment and stuff. I would have packed for, you know, two or three months before it, just trying to get gear ready. And then it is a bit of the unknown. Um, When I was sort of over there, you know, even just getting all your tubs ready because I don't think I'd done, or maybe we'd done one race before that where we needed to use tubs and stuff. Or maybe not actually before then. So it was just, you know, getting that sort of, logistical side organised and I I would definitely agree with Elizabeth that that first time that you slept um it was yeah you you were so tired but also then it was kind of exciting because you got to sleep during a race but then you were needing to sleep but not be excited because it wasn't helping you sleep (laughs) and so that was interesting and I think um yeah Godzone had some very tough you know tough long legs so you know I remember thinking on the Third leg, I think it was a long, you know, 24 hour trek. We were coming down off for about a 6k descent downhill, and I was just thinking to myself, Oh my god, you know, I feel like I've done an Ironman. My legs feel shot. Feels like it's the end of an Ironman. Um, and this is only leg three of ten. Oh my goodness, you know, am I going to make it? Um, so that was just a bit of a, am I going to get through this? You know, the unknown of. How long and you know that was pretty um, New Zealand's you know adventure racing terrain, so it's just we don't quite have that the difficulty over you know even in Australia here. So it was um, yeah, having got through that, I suppose I feel like less of a novice certainly coming into the World Champs Um, and you know being with the same team, we've raced together a lot for the last couple of you know year or two, so. Um, you feel a lot less inexperienced or, you know, you a bit more comfortable with what you're doing. Yeah, makes from
0: that, from that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, I remember- so, um, oops, now I'm getting feedback. Remember- oops, now I'm getting feedback. <laughs> um, which, which is harder, getting up every morning at a four-day stage race that's really fast or getting up after two hours of sleeping in a ditch?
1: Yeah, getting up after two hours sleeping, it's, it's never great. That, but I think that alarm goes off or you wake up and you just think, why the... Yeah. But You know, you can't believe what you're doing. But, you you know, five minutes or once you're up, you're actually quite surprised at how good you feel after two hours sleep in the last 48 hours. It's You're like, oh, yep, good to go again for another 40 hours. You know, so... Um, You certainly start to think about sleep um, and the requirements of it differently. I think in a race, yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe mentally getting up after two hours sleeping in a ditch is harder, but maybe getting up for four days in a row after a stage race, maybe that's a little bit more physically
0: knowing that you have to
1: smash yourself again because it's a lot quicker. So you're and how ready are you to go back into that hurt locker? Mm -hmm. No, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's different. Yeah. I've got a good friend who describes a lot of races as that they all hurt. They all hurt. They just hurt differently. So doing a shorter sprint race is like being stabbed in the chest, um, you know, repeatedly for a short amount of time, whereas doing... An Ironman or doing an exped you know, a longer race is just like being punched in the arm over a longer period of time. It doesn't hurt initially, but after a while that's going to become quite annoying and bruised. So it's just just different, different types of hurt. Yeah. And the fitter that you are or the, the stronger that you are, it doesn't hurt any less or any more. It just um, means maybe you can go faster and get it over and done with quicker. Yeah,
0: okay. uh, that, that's it. A- that's a good analogy. I'm, I'll probably have to steal that, and I'm not going to give anybody credit. But did um, so? Did people try? The same yeah. friend,
1: <laughs> the same friend who gave me that
0: analogy also
1: told me that the best way to tackle an adventure race or an expedition race or anything long is to is like just like eating an elephant, just right. one bite at a time. Yeah.
0: Well, my favorite thing about describing adventure races is that. Every adventure race is three days. It's the first day, the last day, and the one in the middle.
1: Yeah. That's not bad. That's pretty good.
0: Um, Did you, I'm, I'm on a sleep kick here, but so in listening to people and talking to people before you race, did you know what it would be like to, you know, get eight hours of sleep in eight days? Or is that just something that you have to experience to understand?
1: Um, I definitely heard a lot of stories about sleep monsters and um, hallucinations and falling asleep, you know, during things mm-hmm. and I I think and they all seem really like funny stories, um, until and entertaining the and then story. Yeah, I think until you experience them you're like, ah, oh, this is what they're talking about mm-hmm. or this is what it's like. Um and maybe even maybe even that first hundred K Oxfam trail walker that we did we sort of learned that we could fall asleep walking, you know, in the middle of the night into pictures. But yeah, I think um you do get used to it. It's I think, ways. I think and in I'm, in general Fern and I probably cope with the sleep deprivation as well as you can and um certainly I think in yeah, yeah in my team I I felt like I could definitely sleep at the drop of a hat, but maybe I wasn't, didn't get as tired as, as some of the others in our team, so I could cope with it better. And so when you're trying to keep someone else awake, it sort of keeps you awake as well. And so not that I, yeah, didn't need the sleep, but maybe I just cope with it a little bit better. And I think we both cope with it, as I said. As
0: well yeah as well so, do you oop are you there?
1: yeah,
0: okay, um I never asked this question, and I don't know if you know an answer or if there is an answer. Do you think women or men are better at sleep deprivation
1: i I would say um, it's pro- it is probably an individual thing, yeah. But I would on, like a, to on say a scale of N equals two thing with us being the two, I would say yes. <laughs> but then I can think of some other teams where that, that that would not be the case. Yeah. But I, I would still say maybe generally it, I'm gonna go the call females a bit better. But um I think it is very individual. Yeah. Um, so. and uh, Yeah. I I don't know I don't know why. I, I would say that, but I think um, maybe a little.
0: Well, I think it's because yeah. women are tougher than men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Dealing with that, I'm, I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> you won't get any disagreement. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But I, I think everybody has different ways of dealing with the sleep and 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 lack of sleep, and and that's probably the strategies that you employ to deal with the sleep is probably. Some are more effective than others. So maybe maybe we've somehow developed some effective sleep strategies um, or sleep, sleep deprivation strategies that, that have served us well so far in our, yeah, limited expedition race careers. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to sound too poppy because then it will come back and bite us in a big way, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like Murphy's Law. If we say we're amazing at it, then the next race we're both going to Struggle something chronic with sleep monsters, so we won't talk ourselves up too much yeah. about that.
0: Yes, always, always be humble. That's yeah.
1: yeah.
0: But um let's let's talk a little bit about XPD. So you guys weren't we were on two different teams. So which 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 of you was on which teams?
1: So I or Burn, Burn I was on um Adventure Junkie. Mm-hmm team, and Elizabeth was um, with Peak Adventure. So we finished... Um, so my team, we finished seventh, um, but with a very close margin to fourth, um, and even closer to sixth, of about ten seconds. Um, and Elizabeth's team finished we, fin- uh, 14th. we finished 14th. We got stuck in a dark zone. So we actually got one full night of sleep um, when we were dark zoned on the side of the river. Yeah. So- During the morning more hours sleep than I would get on a normal night, actually. So that was yeah. quite surreal getting that during the energy race. Yeah. So do you guys And our teams did spend go ahead. A, our team spent a bit of time together. Mm-hmm. We spent a bit of time actually with quite with a couple of other Aussie teams. There was about three or four Aussie teams, so shots and mountain designs and our two teams that just, you know, randomly out on course seemed to be Around each other for you know large portions, of it, which was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Kind of felt a bit like a local race. Um, we just sort of you know kept taking different choices and then would meet up again. So for for a lot of it, certainly
0: earlier on in the race. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say. So we saw each other a bit. Yeah. Not on court. Yeah. Do you guys kind of realize that's pretty cool that you two rookies in quotation marks. And you finished in the top 15 in the world championships, both of you?
1: Yeah, I think that was pretty cool. I think certainly um, going into the race, um, you know, the quality of the field was amazing. It was, you know, pretty spectacular and it was great having it in our home country. Um, So that was, again, you know, really exciting and with Craig and Louise organize GeoQuest every year, so we're both familiar with they're sort of, that's the type of racing or their, their type of race. Thing. And I think if you'd asked me before going into Expedia, I would have said, oh, if, you're, if we have a good race, we will get in the top 10. If we have not a great race, you know, we might be out of the top 20. It might not have been a good race. So we thought we, you know, could be up there. Um. So I think both of us were there, you know.
0: But I think you also happy. have
1: another 30, 40 teams who are probably thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, everyone's expectations going into a race are probably higher than, than and not everyone can, can meet that so yeah. to be able to both get in the top 15 pretty special um, opportunity
0: yeah well I think the joke was is there's 30 teams that thought they could be in the top 10 <laughs> so it makes for a good race yes. yeah so Yeah, definitely it does um for here's one of my standard questions for each of you what was what was the best and worst six hours of the race?
1: I'm going to have to say, for me, um, the best six hours was was probably the the first leg. I mean, um, I was sort of pinching myself a little bit, but but we were a very strong paddling team, and so we were leading. Uh, most of that first leg and came in first and so I had to sort of calm myself down a little bit and just go, even though it's the first leg of the first ever expedition length race, it's so cool that we're in front. Oh, my gosh, it's so cool. Um, so that was pretty cool. But also, you know, you just have some random, maybe not six-hour chance, but random few minutes when you see funny things or you start singing in the middle of a kayak leg or you start doing sprint efforts to keep yourself awake and that's kind of quite cool as well and then um, yeah worst. will you say what your best is because I'm going to have to think about my worst six hours yeah well I I think when you ask that question it's always um, my uh, thought pattern going into a race is it's either going to be fun at the time or it's going to be fun in retrospect when I get to tell the story Mm -hmm. so I think in terms of best and worst a lot of that gets tinged um, or you know, changed when you cross the finish line because something that you hated when, during it all of a sudden becomes the best and the first story that you tell everyone. So you kind of lose the fact that it was potentially not your favourite. So I would, you know, the the trek through the Butterwangs was super impressive and amazing, so I really enjoyed that. The paddle down the, or the pack raft down the Shoalhaven was um, spectacular um, and, you know, it was good. I've never used a pack raft before, so that was a, um, exciting leg just because it was something different and it was pretty amazing. Um, and I, I would so you know, either of those two areas would certainly have been my favourite. Mm. Um, in terms of my worst, you know, it wasn't, uh, I think after the, the kayak after the pack raft coming into now, I think it was, after being in a boat paddling for 15 hours was pretty tough. Um, you know, in the middle of the night or early morning, sleep monsters. But, you know, after 15 hours kayaking, you're ready straight, you were kind of ready to get out of yeah. a boat, you know, to, to an understatement. But, um, but, But one way to make those slow, um, kayaks seem fast was to put you in them after you've been pack rafting. Because after you've been pack rafting, those Pikes, which you previously thought were really slow, especially the the yellow big um, boy. big boy. Yep. Um, but boy. Once you got into that after a pack raft, all of a sudden you were like, whoa, how quick are these boats? These boats are super quick. So, you
0: know, it's all a bit relative. It is, <laughs> it is. Um, but you touched on something that I, th- I know for me is true in my back in the day. But your best stories are the... When everything goes to hell, right? You know, It's miserable and you yeah. suck, but it's always the first story you tell people. Why is that? Absolutely. What is wrong with us? I don't know, but it's, <laughs> it's certainly why well, I say that that's the, the screw that's
1: loose in my head is that when I see something that's either really challenging or really painful or I've done something that's really challenging or painful or really sucked at the time, that my brain doesn't go, you shouldn't do this, that's a bad idea, don't do that again. It just afterwards goes, that was really cool, you should totally do that or you want to do that. You know, you've seen someone else do something that's incredibly difficult and most normal people um, would be going, yeah, never doing that, that's Mm -hmm. silly. And there's something in my brain that just goes, that sounds like a really good idea, I think I'll give that a shot. Um, So, yeah, I don't know what it is but it certainly... um, Probably a lot of adventure races or, or endurance races would have something yeah. similar going on in their head. Makes them you know, it's a challenge of being able to, to do it and get through it and have the story to tell afterwards.
0: That's the, I guess that. It's all about the story.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. You can't put it on a garmin file or tell the story then it doesn't happen, it
0: doesn't count. Well or you just hope, hoping you hoping it- some entertainment for the dot watchers. Yep. If it's if it's not on if it's not on video or pictures, it didn't happen. So. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you guys, I mean, you had really good races, pretty high point. Where do you go from now? Where do you go now? What's next? What are you going to do? How are you going to up that? Oh, uh, see,
1: I've, I've I've told friends. This, you know, that they're not allowed to tell me about more crazy or more stupid events <laughs> because as soon as I hear about them, I probably will want to do them. Um, but I think, yeah, I'd certainly love to do, um, you know, a few more expedition races and, you know, just in the planning stages of, you know, maybe looking at Expedition Africa or, you know, getting into some cool places. Um, with adventure racing, and mm-hmm. we'll see where that's a more problem. and I am um, I also certainly want to continue doing uh, more adventure races and and expedition length races and and build up more experience of my own rather than just learned experience from from other people yeah. and uh, certainly this race didn't didn't put me off that and so. Yeah, I haven't got anything at the moment, yeah. but I feel like I'm a bit free agent, not having exactly plans next year. At least. So you know, first, first, I'm first giving them a go, I guess. So
0: yeah, well, so you broke up just that last little bit about next year.
1: Yeah, so I haven't haven't got any specific plans, yeah. but that just means that you can be spontaneous and if some some good uh good races come up or or someone suggests something crazy, then uh I'm ready to go and and um, we'll give it a give it a shot I guess. Yeah.
0: So I mean are you guys like not necessarily looking all the time but kinda looking all the time for that race that's like why would anybody do it? <laughs>
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Just seems to keep finding. It. Um, and as we, I think Elizabeth touched, you know, sort of said before, if you hang out with the hang out with the right people or the wrong people, that kind of those crazy events start to seem normal. Mm. And um, you know, I think that I think the basic philosophy for me is that if I see somebody else do that race, and, that, and a large percentage of people didn't die, well, then that probably means I'm not going to die during it doing it either. So you know, lots of other people have done lots of adventure races and they've not died.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it must be okay.
0: Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. They don't, they're not trying to kill you. So. No,
1: it might seem like it,
0: <laughs> but <laughs> they have
1: good stories. And even if they go close to it, they have very good stories. So you know, I want some of those stories myself.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, okay, let's, we'll start to wrap this up on, in, I always say one last question but then I have more, so now I say let's start to wrap this up. But um have you guys ever raced together? And if not, are you do you want to?
1: We've done just a couple of um sort of the shorter sprint races, mm-hmm. you know, that have had pairs uh-huh. and female female pairs. So we've done a few of those together.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and they were good yeah, good fun, I think. In in essence we're we're quite a good team together because we are very well matched mm. athletically and our skill base is very similar um, and, and we do understand each other without having to um, say a lot. Yeah. And even if you have little arguments on course, it's just like a normal brother-sister thing, I guess, and you get over them in five seconds later. So, yeah, we do work quite well together. I guess the way that the races work at the moment. Most teams would have one female and three guys, so it doesn't tend to work yeah. as well. But, yeah, I think, you know, if there's an, a chance for an all-female pair, then um, we we would be ideal. It sounds like it. Um, I think we've looked at a couple of other races that were pairs. I think the, uh, the Mark Webber Challenge that was on in Tasmania a few years back mm-hmm. and it's no longer running, and- and, you know for us, that wasn't a female category, and so we would have been competing against um just all, the all male pairs as well, so was it wasn't, um it certainly wasn't nice so to attractive. be yeah, yeah it's nice to be racing competitively you know for the top prizes, i suppose
0: yeah yeah um so are you guys that I asked this of um wendy wendy and Joe in? J- they're a Norwegian couple, married couple, and I asked them what the best thing about racing with the spouse is, and they said, she said, the best thing is is you don't have to talk, and the worst thing is is you don't have to talk. (laughs) Are you guys sort of like that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think, um, you know, we don't have a lot of stories to tell each other because a lot of the stories we've either already heard Mm -hmm. or were there for them, we were both there together sharing that story. So we don't... um, yeah, we don't tend to yeah. say a lot and chit chat too much, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it is good. Yeah.
0: Um, how competitive are you guys? I'm, I'm, I have a guess, but how competitive do you think you are?
1: Yeah. I think we're I think we're pretty competitive, but we've also um, grown up competing against each other. So I think although we it's always nice to beat each other. Mm-hmm um we're very used to having that competition yeah. so we handle it quite well um and certainly you know we always say it's a, I could come second last in a race and it would be a good race if Elizabeth came last you know it's still a good race because I've beaten yeah. her um and you know that that competitiveness is always fueled and um by a lot of friends and spectators because they're always you know, comparing us and so you could cross the line and the first thing that you get, you know, you might have had the best race of your life but the first thing that you get told is that, oh, your sister finished ahead of you or, oh, she's just behind you. So um, that comparison is natural and always there and people make a big deal of it and it's we probably are and we are super competitive. You know, we always know where each other are, you know, is out on course um, you know, whether we're getting whiplash looking behind us or, you know, look, peering our neck up ahead to see where the other one is, um, we're always kind of aware of where each other is on the fi- on the course or out in the field. Um, and that's also, you know, aided by any spectator that sees us because they're always giving us updates as to where everyone else, where we both are in relation to each other. Um, so, yeah, super competitive, but I think we're are used to that and it's it's been normal and, you know, it doesn't bother us. We don't get big complexes over it, and so it doesn't deter us from entering races together because we know the other one will be doing it. Whereas, perhaps if you've, you know, your your buddy who you've met through your training or whatever, if you end up racing them a lot, then you're not as used to having always having that competitive fuel, so it might become a bit more of an issue. But for us, yeah, it it doesn't matter whether we are racing each other or, or we're not. I guess it's yeah. It always seems to that, that competitiveness always works better for me when I win, and I'm sure it always works <laughs> better for me. In general, it works well. For yeah, us. yeah.
0: You're you're both very gracious winners, right? But
1: for, for them, yeah, have a few moments, or some teammates will certainly help you celebrate a win yeah. a bit more, maybe. <laughs> so. Um, but we, probably we're gracious winners. We know that at times we have
0: to be gracious losers. Yeah. So the shoes can be on the other push. Hmm. Okay, one final question. Do you guys can you both take time to just enjoy what you're where you're at when you're out racing? You know, take.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, and I think more so in uh, in an ex- expedition length race because. You, you know, your heart rate isn't as high, and you've got a little bit more time to look around rather than just look at where you're going. And so, yeah, I, I certainly found that more so with this one, and and some of the uh, the pack rafting and the kayaking, just looking at the scenery was quite spectacular, and yeah, made it yeah. made it a different experience to some of the well, definitely the China races where you. You might not look at anything else apart from your your teammates' shoes because mm-hmm. you're following them the whole day or, or things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, it, it was much easier in this sort of race. But you can you can in all races, I think, if you if you approach it like that. Yeah. And I think um, you know I can also look back and think you know a year or a couple of years ago, um, if we have said that what we'd we'd be doing what we're doing at the moment or have done the things that we've already done, I'd have been pretty chuffed or pretty excited that that's the stuff that we've done. So when I look back at what I have achieved or what, you know, races and events we've managed to do, like I'm pretty pretty proud of that as well and, um, you know, enjoy that and being able to do a lot of different things. That's something that um, I've certainly... Enjoy and appreciate the fact that we've been. I've been.
0: We've been able, both. Been able to do that. Yeah. So that's pretty yeah. pretty exciting. What do you guys see? You, this is that last question. What do you guys think you'd been doing if you hadn't discovered adventure racing?
1: No, I, don't, I don't. know. Well, we'd probably. I mean, we've always been involved in sport yeah. and running and events and stuff. So. Who knows what I would have yeah. done without it, you know? Without adventure racing, I think it's probably been a really good fish mm. in that we've always been pretty good all-rounders and tried a lot of different things um, and a lot of different events. So adventure racing kind of combines all of those. You know, it's a bit of everything, a bit of the unexpected, um, a bit of strategy and teamwork, and so I think all the the varying sports. Team, you know, team sports and individual sports, and um, you know, life experience kind of all comes together in adventure racing, which probably makes it um, really exciting and challenging, but a good fit for us and why we've been enjoying it so much. And have, um, yeah, we'll hopefully continue to enjoy it. I think probably if we hadn't got into adventure racing, you know, we would have been still doing maybe more in the triathlon scene and. And and more just just running a lot of half marathons, marathons, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. So you'd have been doing something. But it was it was destined to be here. Um probably just not sitting on a couch. Yep. Yeah. Is training done for the day or do you got more to do?
1: Um, no, I think it's done for today. we sort of just um we went for a lovely run this morning out in the Danerons Had some hills near mm-hmm. us. Um, just sort of still easing back into it a little bit after the XPD or the world, it's just enjoying it a little bit more, but starting to, you know, ramp up. There's lots of exciting adventures and trips over Christmas and the new year. So, um, yeah, just. My toenails are growing back now, so yeah.
0: I figured if they're growing back, it's probably time to get back into training. Yeah. When the toenails are back, it's time to train. Good. That's a good rule of thumb. So yeah okay I just got to say this as an aside so you know we're up on the screen we're using Facebook Messenger so I have my my uh bar on the side with everybody that's that's online right now and there are six six people from the race adventure race world championships on my uh bar right now plus two more that I'm talking to so I love adventure racers (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: so, okay. it is a good community
1: i think it's a very good community
0: yeah that's i mean i've said it before that's what i think is the best part about it is the the community i mean it's you know it's a very competitive bunch of people but also a very fun group of people
1: yeah i think the first thing that you're doing is you're all racing the course. Together, do that together with the course or the race director, and then once you've you know raced the course, then you can race each other. Whereas potentially with um, more of your traditional sports, you're each you're racing each other first, so that you know maybe doesn't lend itself to being as friendly or as supportive out there on course or having as much fun.
0: Well, and I think there's that part too where you never, you kind of never know. You might be racing with your arch enemy next next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Had, That's you very true. better treat him right because I might be your teammate next time.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. I got a dog that wants to go out in the freezing cold. So this has been fun. Thanks. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for the chat. All right. Well, well hopefully we'll see you uh, maybe sometime next year. Yeah, and I'll and I'll say, well, which one are you? <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that was pretty good. Today? I didn't even do one twin joke. I don't think.
1: That's a bit disappointing, really, Randy. Well, I,
0: I know. <laughs> I'll 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 find a good one for my introduction. How's that sound? Okay, that sounds great. Okay, thanks. That's great. All right, bye. right,
1: uh, we'll see you at the next race. Thanks, Randy. Okay. Enjoy the
0: warm weather. Okay.